Hello everybody, and welcome to This American Pinball. So this is not a, uh, a regular episode that actually will be finished up and coming out hopefully next weekend. Um, this is just sort of a mini bonus to kind of go over my bio uh, and uh, who I am. So I kind of came out of the blue here and I'm not uh, active on pin side and uh, it's mainly because I'm not much of a forum kind of person. I don't really communicate that way. The uh, But my story into pinball <clears throat> basically comes down to uh, this was about four, about four years ago. I uh, was watching the documentary, the King of Kong and, you know, seeing people had <clears throat> these, uh, arcade games in their houses. And I was thinking, you know, I like arcade games. I was a big fan of arcades in the mall, you know, when I was younger and I've got a lot of fond memories of uh, showbiz pizza place. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, let me see what's out there. And uh, so I was looking on Craigslist, and um, there was a Miss Pac-Man for sale at a Goodwill, of all places. And so it wasn't, uh, it was playing blind. And so I went up there and uh, picked it up for 200 bucks. And uh, brought it home. And then, you know, of course, I, I had no idea how to fix this thing. <laughs> and so uh, I started researching and started watching videos and bought a bunch of parts from uh, Bob Roberts to try to get this machine ready. And when all the parts came in, you know, I had bought a new wiring harness and all this other stuff. And then I was just taking a look at all the parts and pieces. And I'm like, oh, my, you know, it was very overwhelming. I was like, Man, can I even do this? And you know, there's a lot of soldering that has to be done. And so I was a little concerned that, um, you know, about my ability to do it, I guess I was just intimidated really. I mean, I knew I could, but I was just in intimidated. And, uh, so I, I just, you know, was working on it sort of, you know, a little bit at a time, uh, because it was quite a bit of the video watching on YouTube, you know, and quite a lot of, um, uh, reading on how to fix these things. So it took a little bit. And, uh, and then it was maybe a month after that, uh, I found another ad on Craigslist for a, uh, a Donkey Kong. And so I drove out to Pensacola, Florida, and there was a guy, he had a Donkey Kong machine and he had a Pac-Man machine. And I ended up picking up both of them for 300 bucks and they were both working. And uh, so I, I dragged those home. And uh, so then I had, you know, uh, a working, although the joysticks uh, were a little, uh, they needed, the Nintendo joysticks on Donkey Kong needed to be rebuilt. And uh, the the Pac-Man, uh, it, played, it played just fine. Uh, but it was, the cabinet was in kind of rough shape. So... Over the course of a couple of years, I mean, I was in grad school at the time, uh, slowly started working on these machines. And then uh, I decided to take a summer off 
This would have been in uh, the summer of 17. And for those three months that I had off, I just spent the time in the garage and just grinded on those machines. And I completely rewired Miss Pac-Man from top to bottom. Everything was rebuilt and brand new. Uh, Donkey Kong rebuilt the joysticks, painted the cabinet, put on new decals. Uh, I mean, it got a full upgrade. Um, and so it's working uh, flawlessly. Uh, and so is Miss Pac-Man. The Pac-Man machine, I decided to turn into a multi-K to play the... Uh, uh, to play games on the on a, like a CRT monitor, so all the old style stuff, you know, Galaga, Centipede, Zookeeper, those kinds of things, uh, I've got on there. So it's a uh, May machine uh, running on a CRT. And then uh, shortly after that, near the end of that summer, I ended up buying from Rec Room Masters a custom Ghouls and Ghosts machine that I had built, so I could play all the stuff from the '90s. Which, you know, looked good on a CRT, but I don't think it's necessary. So I ended up putting a 32-inch LCD, which I mentioned in the first podcast. And uh, so in October of 2018, there was a local game uh, convention, Emerald Coast Con. And, uh, you know, fairly small. But uh, and it was mostly directed at retro games, um, or retro consoles, I should say. Uh, but there was a um, there was a fellow there that that brought a ton of arcade games, and some, another guy that brought some um, candy cabs. And uh, so I ended up meeting uh, Deary, uh, this guy who brought all the arcade games, uh, and him and I become friends. Uh, since then, and then I met John Cope, who you heard in the first podcast, who brought like, you know, 13 pinball machines or something crazy. It was a lot. And uh, so I was playing these pins uh, there. And um, I didn't, it, you know, prior to that, uh, I didn't really get pinball. You know, like I, I remember playing pinball as a kid, and I remember playing uh, like Scared Stiff. You know, I do remember that one, uh, Elvira and the Party Monsters. I remember playing that one as well. But I didn't really understand uh, pinball. For me, it was just put a quarter in, you know, bang the ball around, and then, you know, see what happened. And it was everything was just sort of random, you know. And uh, it wasn't <clears throat> until my, uh, until, you know, Pinball Arcade came out on uh, the PS4, and I was like, oh, I like pinball. You know, let me check this out. So I downloaded it and was playing it on the PS4. And it was then that I kind of sort of understood, oh, okay, you know, there's a rule set here. There's, you know, a, a game to be played. You know, it's, it's levels of a, a game that you sort of progress through to tell, you know, a story. And it was then that it kind of dawned on me like, oh, okay, you know, there's a new level of complexity to pinball. It's not just you know, banging this ball around. And so it was then I kind of figured out, you know, I, I got pinball now. And so when I was at the Emerald Coast Con playing, you know, it, it sort of opened up a whole new thing because, you know, I was playing pinball for the first time with a, an understanding of what pinball was. And, uh, 
you know, of course, what's not to fall in love with? And it was like, you know, immediately after that, I ended up buying my, my first pinball machine, which was the Creature from the Black Lagoon. And uh, that's a story that you'll hear in the next podcast. Um, and then, you know, here we are, like a year later, and I've got, what, four pins now? Uh, you know, my Alice Cooper's Nightmare Castle, which was supposed to be here in December, actually showed up early, uh, and I got it uh, last week. So it's in the game room, and I'm loving it. Uh, and then in March of next year, I'll be going to the Texas Pinball Festival, and I'm hoping to maybe pick up another machine while I'm there. Um, there are several that have been on my list that I haven't had a chance to play. The new Elvira machine is one. Uh, the monsters I've been looking at for a while, but I haven't had a chance to play it. And so it would be cool to be able to go and uh, play some of these machines. Because some of them, <clears throat> like uh, Funhouse, for example, is one that, I'm a <clears throat> one that I'm really a fan of. I've only played in the pinball arcade. Uh, Medieval Madness, Cactus Canyon, those types of things I've only played in, you know, sort of virtually. Uh, and um, so I'm looking forward to playing these machines sort of, uh, you know, in the presence. Um, <clears throat> so we'll see uh, what happens there. But uh, but yeah, so this was my, you know, road to, to pinball. And I hope, you know, now that... Uh, I can try to be a little bit more active on pin side, maybe make some more uh, friends in that community there. But, you know, like I said, I'm not a forum person. You know, if you'd like to reach out, your best bet is to hit me up on Facebook um, through this American Pinball page. And um, and that's pretty much it. That's the story of how I kind of came into pinball. So just for those that are curious about how all that happened, um, there you go. And uh, so we'll see you again uh, next week um, once I finish up episode two of This American Pinball. And uh, so until then, uh, thanks for listening and good night or good day.